This is Sal Coladonado from The Slant, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our, Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Greetings, Mo Weekends. This is Danny, and you're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast, and we are coming to you live from the Magic Our Way studios. And here with me today, we have kind of a skeleton crew, but we're going to make it through no matter what. I we have, do. Yes. As always, I don't go anywhere without my brother from another mother of a different color. Excelsior! You know, 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 you know. I have the You know the story's all about the glory. Mr. Eli Ivory, why don't you say hello to all the folks who are anxious to hear your lovely, sultry voice. As always, click clack, I got your back. What's going on? How y'all doing my week in the universe out there? We doing good. Oh, I mean, you know what? You got to be excited today because we're talking Marvel. I love it. I mean, look, we are like this is like true skeleton crew, but we do what it we is. do, and we love bringing it to you. So right now we're we're two men down, but we still got one man coming up to bat. That's right. Whenever the bat signal goes out where we need some help, we always call this man. What? That sexy samba can only mean that one member of the Moika Nation is in the podcast. Bring my leather jacket next time. <laughs> Bringing that pleasure to the 33. What's going on, sir? That's right. He's got his ticket book here today, guys. We're talking to Officer Moika himself, Kirk Landry, who actually drove into the studios. Whenever we have a, a, a problem come up, we always turn to Kirk and ask Kirk if he can come in here and sit in. Because obviously it's easier to do this when there is no Kevin, when I have people in studio. Because Skype is a foreign thing to me. Tina is yeah, fickle. I, I've been, I've been is quite for fickle. your Skype tries. Yes. And they don't work out that well. Everybody, look, Kevin's little console here, there's lots of buttons and knobs. If you ever seen Airplane and there's a scene... <laughs> Where he's looking at all the switches and knobs and every, and he starts to lose. That's what you're looking at when you're looking at Kevin's layout here. Setup, so yeah. It, it can be a bit intimidating. So that, uh, that's his practice for the um, Smuggler's Run. Yes, Galaxy's Edge. Oh sure. And, oh yeah, you can fly a ship with Tita. Absolutely. Can I tell you something? This is job security as well because <laughs> nobody else can. Do nobody it. else <laughs> can figure out what all this stuff means. I know. He's like, you know, like, uh, can we just switch it? I was like, no. You got to hit this button that leads to this other button. You got to mm-hmm. connect this wire. That you got to be MacGyver basically. You do. To, to run that but we you know hey we got dan guyver he's still doing his thing he's yes. hosted you know we got the swat team and kurt landry over here mm-hmm. and we got the comic guru so you know we're gonna bring the show bringing all the flurkins all that's that right. that's right we're playing hurt we're down two men but hey uh and, and speaking of being down two men so obviously yeah uh, kevin is out in disney world right now he's having a good old time so checking out the back, organs yeah he's checking out his organs loves those massive organs that's it kevin's all Face, about and chest all up in mm-hmm. that hmm uh, but Lee, uh, guys, uh, thoughts and prayers to Lee right now. Absolutely. Uh, and if y'all can, reach out to him on Facebook. He's had a little bit of a family uh, emergency. Yeah. And we hope everything works out well with Lee. 
there. Take care with your family, sir. We Thinking got you. Thinking about you, you big bearded bastard. Hope everything works out fine. Hopefully, by the time this airs, it'll be better. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Let me stop you right there, guys. There's nothing wrong with Lee himself. <laughs> okay. I Just didn't know he was like crazy. Oh Disney. my God! Something's His wrong. His beard with is fine. Yeah, beard yeah. is good. He's yeah. got mites or something. No, mites. <laughs> <laughs> Things no. have crawled up in the beard is chewing his face off. Lee is fine. It's just uh, it's family, a family emergency. Family uh, thing. Yeah. And so. Lee would have been on, but this happened. Yeah. It, it was completely, uh, you know, out the blue. Right. And we like, we got you, dude. Take care of your family. Take care of your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. We got this covered. So that's why we're here today. If Lee and Kevin were here, we probably would be talking about all the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge news that has come out since then. There's a lot of it. And believe me, we wish we could talk to you about this right now. But it really, we'd be operating with one, you know, two hands technically tied. Right. We want, we want we Luke want, and Hyde and Chewie and Leia. We want everybody in right. there to handle this one. There you go. All so that. We need all that when we discuss it. So when, by the time we get around to discussing it, it's probably going to be a little later than the other podcasts have. But we guarantee... It's coming. You will get the Not only is coming, yeah, you, you're not going to hear another analysis like you're going to hear here at the Magic Our Way podcast That's right. about Galaxy's Edge. But we're still going into space without movie review coming up. Oh, I thought that was going to rhyme at some point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everything I do got to rhyme. Are you well, I don't know. The way you said, we're still going into space. I mean, we're still going into space because we're still talking in this place. And also, since uh, the, uh, Lee and Kevin are out, th- th- we've gotten a couple of emails coming in. A couple of people have reached out to us now because we're going to be going to California, and they they yeah. want to meet up, and or they're trying to meet up, or they can't quite meet up. But some things are going to a lot of action happening right now in the Mawiki universe. There are things, uh, you know, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to figure all that out. Next week, we're going to do a guest services segment and, and address these emails Put everything properly. together. But I just wanted to give a quick shout out to John Paul Murillo and... Uh, what Katie, up, John Paul? Yeah. All and, right. And uh, Katie LeBron. What uh, up, LeBron? <laughs> Taking so, your talents to the Mawiki universe. You do that, Katie LeBron. You do that. <laughs> so, yeah, we wanted to give you all a quick shout out. We'll get to your emails next show, we promise. Uh, just wanted to go ahead and wait until the rest of the guys get here in order to discuss it all. Right, but we did not want to leave you guys with a missing week. No. Because that's how we do. We bring it to you. And we brought Kirk Landry and the SWAT team to make this episode happen. All right, so guys, today what we're going to go ahead and discuss is Captain Marvel on the Hub. It just came out. It's what everybody's seeing right now. It's doing record numbers and we're going to talk about it the good the bad the ugly the controversy everything that went into this movie we've all seen it and can't wait to discuss it with you and like i said tune in next week we will get into all the star wars stuff and in between time if you guys want to reach us in addition because we don't talk about this enough on this show in addition to being able to reach out to us at show at magicarway.com you just breaking it down, huh? I'm, I'm breaking it down. You breaking down. You breaking it down. I want to make sure that they're aware of this. You can go ahead and just hang out with us on Facebook. We have a private we here? group. We here on Facebook where we all chime in and talk to one another, and it is called Moeekin Pleasure Island 33. You guys look that up. You join that group. One of the administrators of that group is in this room right now, and it's. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's not real. Me, it's not me or Eli. <laughs> no. no. We, we, we're kind of more hands-off unless somebody tags us. Yeah, you tag us out. Yeah, we're chiming in, but this is for you, very the hands universe. Off. Yes. 
Uh, but yes, we do have a forum where listeners can go ahead and interact, and it is Mo Weekend Pleasure Island 33. So we'd like to see all y'all on there. I, I look. My preference is email. I'm old school. I like the emails because I get to read the emails on the show. If we read everything posted in Mo Weekend Pleasure Island. Well, we'd be here a long time. Some of it gets you, some of it, you know, like some of it make you cry, some of the stuff we mm-hmm. talk about that's, that's based more, upon this, but some of it is like between the fans, and right. that's what's important. That's we more informal it. interaction. I think when you write in, that's more show interaction. So yeah. Y'all do whatever y'all think is comfortable, but we're about ready to get into discussing Captain Marvel. I just wanted to give y'all guys a quick friendly reminder. You got something to say, Eli? Yeah, so enough of this jibber-jabber. Let's make this episode galactic. Hey, Moeekins, it's Lee, your friendly neighborhood travel agent. In addition to making all your Disney dreams come true, keep in mind I can always book you anywhere you want to go. I book Royal Caribbean, Sandals, Beaches, Secrets. You want to go to Hawaii, you want to go to Mexico, just about anywhere you want to go, we can make that happen. And if you're planning that perfect Disney vacation, you're going to be dealing with the Disney Platinum Level Earmarked Agency. So give me a call at 832-570-5490. Email me at lee at magicarway.com. As always, please check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. Thank you and have a magical day. Here we are in the hub, and it's time to talk about Captain Marvel. What did you guys think about it? Woo-wee. Who wants to start? Should we let our guests go first? Oh, why? I, let, let Eli go first. He's the comic guru. Yeah, but you're the I guest. Just, I just read him every once in a while. It makes sense that you would let the guru go last because he's the last uh, word. I guess that makes sense. I am the last guru. So, yep. <laughs> you are the what? I am the last guru. And the last dragon. There it is. The last yes. guru, last dragon. The last airbender. I possess the, the power airbender. of the globe. <laughs> yes. The last Jedi. There it uh, is. I'm the last orange flirt. The last I guess. of the Mawekins. I don't want to be the last Mawekin now. <laughs> we want more Mawekins. All right. It, what it, did you think of the movie, Kirk? As, as a whole, sum it up, baby. I'll tell you the same thing I told my son when we walked out and he asked me. It didn't suck. Totally. It didn't suck totally. totally. Yep. I'm pretty sure I saw that on the poster. <laughs> did you? Did you that was a tagline. That, that was yes. a tagline. Under the, under, under the picture, say, doesn't suck totally. Yeah. All right. Did you, did you hate it, love it, or like it? Is there something below like? Below no, like? No, okay, well, I like it. scale of one Kinda to ten. Like? How about one to ten? There's a lot of numbers one, in between okay. one, one to ten. ten. Can, I, can I use the points and everything? One Dang. point, one, one point. No, that's okay. What is this, uh, algebra class all of a sudden? No, you're going to make my head, my head hurt. All right. You, you grade it by the breath of life. <laughs> <laughs> scale of one to ten, I would say, I, my, personally, I would go two. Two. Okay. Two out of ten? Dang. That sounds like suckage to me. Yeah, that sounds like hated. I, I thought they delivered in a big way on this movie. All the way? Okay. Not all the way. I did not find it to be a perfect movie. However, I found it to be a fun movie. I, I remember we walked in there. It was, it was a Thursday. It was a work day. We were tired. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to be there. You almost aggravated, like, why do I have to see this damn movie? It's like, once you see Avengers Infinity War, it, it's, it pisses you off that you got to go see another movie introducing you to a whole new realm of characters when all you want to know about is what I mean, you almost go see it just to find out if there's any kind of post-credit scene 
that links that links back to it that may give you a little bit more information as to what's going to happen in Endgame. So I was not happy about going to see this movie. I thought we were going to see it on Friday, but I know we have obligations that occurred, and yeah, you were like did. Thursday night. I was like, "Are you serious? Thursday night? How was how was your theater opening night? Well, how was the, it like in terms of uh, fullness? Mm-hmm. Oh, we had we had plenty of space. Yeah. I, if I had known, a little less than three quarters of the way full, I would yeah, say. I would have. I would have picked like the other seats mm-hmm. over because the person next to me had a big soda and yeah. like, his legs were all up in my space. Like, Damn. So Eli's leaning to the extreme right, which means he's all in my space now. Yeah, and like I kept thinking, like, would it be rude if I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna go sit over there? <laughs> I know. I. I mean, I, it wouldn't have been a problem because be like, yeah, we can sit over here too. Hey, sorry, my brother, <laughs> but we just need space. That's just how we work. But okay, so like you totally like so. You loved it or you liked it? I loved it. I'm not going to sit here and say it was one of the best Marvel movies I've ever seen. I loved it because I walked into there with zero expectations, and it made me care about the lead character. It introduced me to a world that I didn't know. I felt like there were no plot holes in it. I felt like it was an original story. Um, it's like typical Marvel. They always seem to nail that origin story. <laughs> like it's it's hard for me to think of an origin story from Marvel that I felt like they really screwed it up. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a great deal. Okay. All right. All well, right. So fair enough. Uh, so let's the, see if Eli splits the difference. Well, with the subage, I would have to say that I had a slight higher sense of expectation to it because I'm, I'm aware of what the character is and and the creators I love that made it. And revamped the character, and they were involved in this movie. But uh, I gotta go with started to hate it, went to like it, wanted to love it, but still stayed with like. Okay. Well, yeah. Let, let's uh, okay. So let's say so. Kirk, you go one out of ten. You go to two. I'll go to an eight. I think it was an eight. Go ahead, eight. I'm gonna go with eight. I'll go as high as an eight. Eli, you go with out of ten. Ooh, I will. I will give it. I give it a seven point five. I give it seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah. So it sounds like a little bit more than like. Uh, I, it's not. It's not hate, but I had higher expectations. Like you say, you went in with no expectations. That that seems to be the key with seeing these movies. That I was just like, all right, just show me what you got. Okay, so all right, so then this is a part that I think where we we dive in a little deeper, and so let's just make the announcement right now that there be spoilers ahead. There okay? be spoilers ahead, mate. We're gonna start getting into this. So if y'all want to know our general thoughts on the movie, at least you got it. Yeah, and then you can make up your mind as who do you think is more full of <laughs> Danny, <laughs> Eli, or Kurt. <laughs> so that is our warning to you going forward that we're gonna really delve deep into this movie now, and spoilers are coming. Spoilers are coming. Cops are coming. There's <laughs> a couple of bam bam spoilers under the car. There's a kilo of spoilers <laughs> underneath the car. Better drive, Ricky Bobby. All yeah. right. So, everyone's been warned. Time to get into it. All right. We're going to start off with the negatives. What you did not like about this movie. So, let's start with Kirk. You had the biggest problem with this movie? Oh, yeah. I guess I got to go first. There All you right. go, baby. Oh, wow. He's got notes. Let's, let's oh, hear them. Break out put, the notes. I put my um, brightness on my phone all the way down because I didn't want to bother anybody around me because okay. I, was, I was jotting down little notes. We ain't in a movie theater. You all good? Well, that's why you didn't no, like it. You were no. on your phone the entire time. <laughs> no, last night. I was jotting no- notes down. I got like, good Lord, six pages. Holy six pages? Uh, yeah, you uh, weren't paying attention nah, at some point. You. All right, not, you not prepped. That, not okay. that much. All right. Um, didn't like. I... I well, thanks. Uh, okay, so that I, was, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where to start. I, don't, I guess this start from the, the top. For the first thing Speak from on my heart. list, from the top, it will carry it. 
Do you remember in um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Okay. One of Yondu's big lessons to Peter. Yeah. Big lesson, almost the lesson that saved everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't make this arrow fly with my, with my head. I use my heart. Uh-huh. What's the one thing that he, that, uh, what's the guy's name? Jude Law's character. Oh, Yonor. P-Rog. He's telling her, don't use your heart. Yeah, use your brain. Yeah, you, don't use fighting. your heart. Use your head. So it's two it's two separate movies. So, but still, you know, that kind of stuck out to me. Well, but if the lesson is being taught by the bad guy, doesn't that negate the lesson? Well, at the time, we didn't know it was the bad guy. Well, right. But then at the end, she feels out with her emotions, and then she bursts out. I'm, and I'm she not becomes, doing that. My, my stuff. Yeah, but it was yeah. a good. You know what? But that was a good lesson in combat, like because they were combating each other in that point. So, like, I, I totally get what he was saying in that. Yeah, I can picture Miyagi saying something like that. Danielson, uh, too much Kev, of your heart. Ke- Kevin does that better. Well, <laughs> well Miyagi say, you <laughs> must Thanks use. Thanks for being on the show, Kirk. You're welcome to come back anytime Kevin's hoping. Get Holy the f- <laughs> <laughs> Holy kid. No, that makes sense. I mean, they were, but they were combating each other, and he was training her into the style of the Kree. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have a problem with that one so much. No. But that's a negative for you. All right. Eli, one of your yeah. negatives. My negative is pretty much the first 15 minutes of the movie. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how it happened. And they gave it to me twice. I would have liked for, like, I did it when she was dreaming. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Fine. But then, like, when they started to still do the same types of shots, I was disinterested. Like, I literally felt like I was getting hit with a concussion blast, and I didn't know what I was watching. Yeah, I didn't like that part either. That did also take me out of it, but, like, it didn't... It didn't destroy it for me because I understood what they were going for. I mean, it's it's like they're rewinding through her mind, trying mm-hmm. to find the right bits and pieces to look at. So while it's it's annoying to see them doing that, I understood what they were going for. Yeah, I get. I mean, I got it too. But the thing is, is there's certain ways you could go about that. Like the biggest thing is, is they well, have. How, how would you portray a mind probe on screen then? Well, the first thing is this. You got to remember that she dreamt it. I like how you've given this thought. You're like, you don't even stop to think. Well, the first thing is. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. Just playing a mind probe on screen. Have you read Project Geisha? Is this some new book that's been put out? No, this is a book that you should have read. What's I've that read one? it. Well, I mean, did you know I have done things where somebody has explored the protagonist's mind? I must have read the wrong book. <laughs> I read it again. It's in there. <laughs> I was still confused at the three guy I guy who what book that are we was. talking about? Yeah. Satori? Oh well, okay, I know we get somewhere <laughs> different. But yeah. here's the thing. It's like, okay, she dreamt the thing. That was good enough. Okay. But then they went and they said in the Cree intelligence, like the same stuff. Like nobody knew what was going on. If you got the word intelligence mm-hmm. in your title, you should be like, listen, you can't have her go out and do stuff because if she remembers then she's gonna mess it up she's probably the most powerful marvel character we've seen on screen you don't buy that it's like eh, we can't put the most powerful weapon that we have out in the field because she might get captured and they might be able to probe her mind and figure out secrets nah, she, was all Cree. Sure. Hmm? she was all Cree. i mean she was all about the Cree. at that she point. was brainwashed by the Cree. Well, right, but we're going at the first... Like, so maybe the arrogance of the Cree. well, we, we've done a good enough job. She's under our control. The, her mind is unhackable. Here, here's, the, here's the thing, right? All right. So, like, you see all the different memories she has. 
Right. Now, speaking as a dad, and we're all dads here, right? Uh-huh. Here was the one thing that, that it did stick out to me. I was like, that's messed up. And it took me a day to think about it. You know, she's like driving on a go-kart. Like every scene she has, she's almost killing herself. Yeah. You know, there's no scenes of her. Like, I want to see more Top Gun stuff, personally. But that was the message of the movie. That's what happened at the very end. All of a sudden, you see all those same scenes again, and you see her picking herself back up. Yeah, but that's bull. Like, that's okay. not bull. That's the message of the movie. Yeah, I did it, but it's bull. Like, okay. How she, is what? that bull? How she, is that not positive? Okay, what is the message of the movie, then? If you get knocked down, pick yourself back up again. Don't let anybody define who you are. And you're stronger for it. Exactly. But. And you're calling that bullshit. Okay, because. Basically, you've hated every Rocky movie ever made. That is. All right. First of all, <laughs> that's blasphemy. Okay? That's blasphemy. I stick to that all day. But the go-kart part. That did not need to be in there. I'll tell you why. Okay, first of all, she's riding the go-kart. Nobody's stopping her from driving the go-kart, right? She wrecks the go-kart. Okay. Right? She don't win the race or nothing like that. And then, like, her dad comes up to her, and then he says, like, you know, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, this is bad. That's just bad editing. We don't know what her memories were like. Like, I think in well, that... Well, sure. The Kree has played with her memories. Right. But then she doesn't have these memories herself. Like, her dad could have been like, holy shit, you almost killed yourself. What'd you do? That could have happened. Right. So, it's, so that's the thing. Like, that part of it is like a big hole in the puzzle, right? How's it a hole? It's a hole because you don't get... You she needed to know that her dad said it's okay, sweetie? Or is it more important to know that despite all these accidents and mishaps, she picked herself back up again? Well, now we're going to get weird. So I'm going to... Here's it. Here's but you can't, you're saying it's like a plot hole, like it doesn't make sense. It does. Be, it doesn't make sense. Because here's why. Sense. Here's, here's right. why. Okay. If we don't know anything about that parent. And that, why are you so stuck on the parent? He was in the movie for three seconds. But that's a key part of her origin. It's not. It is. No. Because he, oh, and that Benning had more to do with who she became than her daddy. But she became... You she didn't need met, to meet her mama. I know, ain't that messed up too? <laughs> no, she's a female protagonist. She don't even know who her mama is. Her dad was irrelevant to the story. All you knew is that he was a hard-ass dad. Every, every superhero origin involves the parent. That's like a key part of any that's origin That's the original story. part. <laughs> what? There's no parent here that's guided her destiny. She guided her own destiny. She wasn't believed upon. She took it upon herself. She went into the, uh, what you call it, the, was the Air Force. Uh-huh. And even then, they wouldn't let her fly planes on combat missions. And so she took whatever missions. Every single time this girl was told no, she kept going forward. That was the inspirational part of her message. Yeah, towards the end, yes. But as- no, that, that happened in the beginning. You just didn't know about it yet. That's why I didn't like it. Oh, for Christ. Well, what do you want? I'm just being honest with you. So they should have just revealed at the very beginning she knows everything about herself. No, no. The- All right, put it like this. Maybe they could have just did the memory part with her flying the jet. All the other stuff was like, here are guys that are bashing you for whatever you're doing. And I think that is the part of it where it's like, here's a superhero that doesn't try to find any sort of conclusion to these certain holes. Like, I think it left a plot hole for me. That's my opinion. I, I see. That's the thing. Like, I look, if you want to say it could have been done better, okay, fine. I can't dispute that. That's, that's an opinion. That's a, it was a negative yeah. for me. That's okay. all I'm saying. But when you call it a plot hole, like, there's something in there that disrupted the flow of the story. I don't see it. There was nothing in that movie. I mean, Kirk, did you even resonate on the daddy for a minute? Like, beyond that he was. Well, a- that's why I, I had to think about it. When you brought the daddy, I was like, 
There was a daddy in there? I remember, yeah. yeah, right after she did crash the go-kart, the daddy came up to her and told her something. I don't think he was in there for very long. But yeah, yeah well, he was in there twice. But he was, he was just, a, the daddy was just another example about another asshole putting her down. <laughs> yes. And telling her she couldn't do something. Right. And, and then that was my whole point with that. Is mm-hmm. that I, I think that was what they, that was the most important part of that. It wasn't like, I mean, again, you saw they had altered her memory to the point to where what she saw was the Talos, the, the lead uh, scroll. scroll shoot Annette Benning. And I keep saying Annette Benning, it was Dr. Wendy Lawson. That's, shoot. that's what I'm on. Yes. Okay, well, we'll get to that. But you see that in her memory, she sees the scroll shooter, so clearly her memories have been tampered with. So whether her daddy was that guy or was not that guy, you don't really know, and it's, I don't think it's really even relevant at that point in time, because really it's not the story that they're trying to tell. The story they're trying to tell is, here's a girl who's been kicked around her entire life, and she's standing up for herself every single time. I thought that in montage where she got up, like I almost got like emotional when I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, dang, I need to go home right now and get Lily and drag her butt and sit her down and make her watch. Well, yeah, but now you cut yeah, you cut a different point. But I, I agree with that point. I just think like, okay, let me put it like this. Take out the go-kart part, leave in the jet, and then like her being bullied by the other little boys and then that makes sense because okay. in my opinion uh for a hero it is an origin story your parent is a huge part of that and that's a part that doesn't get uh resolved mm-hmm. in, in my opinion i could throw out some personal stories on that but i'm not gonna do it okay but what i'm saying is like i think just overall that was one negative that i agree with was just they started off with that weird momento kind of everything is like discombobulated mm-hmm. Figure this out for yourself. And, and, and I'll grant you that. Like I said, that yeah. was annoying. I remember watching it and being like, this is pissing me off. I can't yeah. really tell what's going yeah. on. Yeah. But as they were talking through it and like, no, not that. Zoom in a little closer. Pay attention. That's the coordinate. Then you okay, when she's on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and you were starting to see, okay, I see what's happening here. So it was aggravating. But then all of a sudden it's like, you know what it was like? It's like watching an NFL game. They go to instant replay, and they keep rewinding something and watch it back. All right, look right here. <laughs> yeah, no, that part Zoom was cool. In. Yeah, that, that so part was cool. It was irritating, so I, I follow you there. But, yeah, I, I kind of felt like it, it – It just as it was getting to the point where I was like, ooh, screw this, I'm checking out, I, it redeemed itself. Yeah, but I had to recover from the first yeah, 15 was, minutes what, of that fir- part. The first 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes of the movie were like that, and it – Kinda, yeah. I kind of got stuck on that. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. it threw me off, and it took me a little bit to kind of get back into it. That's my one negative on right. that part. So my, my major negative for this, and, and this is really the one thing about the movie that periodically would just kind of annoy me a bit. I felt like they took Nick. Now, I get it. Nick Fury is not oh, the Nick yeah. Fury yeah. that you come to know in the later Avengers movie. Yeah. But I feel like they, whenever it was convenient, they just through Nick Fury's character to the and like yeah you know what you're going to be comic relief for no reason Nick Fury is just going to go gaga yep. over a cat they goosified him well, they, they did. <laughs> <laughs> that was my one major thing I'm with like, you I, I get it he's a hardened Nick Fury when we see him later on but I can't buy he was he's such a goof yeah and really they turned him into a goof well so, Only when convenient, though. Like, he would be a smart guy and intelligent and make some right calls at times. But when it was convenient and it was like, okay, this is a good little spot for, to, to pop in a joke, he's a complete imbecile. Mm-hmm. I caught that, too. What I was thinking was they couldn't, they couldn't let her fall into that category. 
So and it, that's Col- true. Colson's not in the movie that much to right. let him do it because that's that's his that's his thing. So they got to give it to him if you want to have that kind of character. They got to give it to him. That's it a good took point. him three movies to get Thor to that place. Mm-hmm. So you can't let her be that way right off the bat. She has to. Yeah, has that's to a grow good point, that. and that's kind of how I rationalized it as well. Is just say. They needed somebody in the movie for comic relief. No one else was going to be in the movie that long. Right. Besides Fury, and especially be connected. Like, you could have had the, the, the girlfriend. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Rambo. <coughs> yeah, you could have yeah. Had Monica, Rambo. Huh? I think Monica, right? Marie. Marie, Marie Rambo. Monica was a daughter. And that's, like that's another point I got. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so, she was nice. Yeah. She, with the daughter? No! Okay, dude. Maria, dude! Maria, dude! All right. Slow down now. Okay. All right, now. Now we give you a different negative here. I ain't touching that. At now, point, slow down now. Point. I didn't know we were leaving Neverland all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Don't stop till you get enough. I was going to say that. Slow down now. But I'm no, bad, but I ain't that bad. I, I agree with you uh, there, Kirk. I think that's how I rationalized it as well, is that there was just nobody else that was convenient to the plot where you can kind of go ahead and insert them in and she would be on the adventure with the entire time through because i mean her, she was like a soldier so i mean you yeah. really couldn't make her a goof she was kind of start off in the in the in the air force she was in the uh star force, star after force that. yeah and so i mean I, I i bought there that rationalization that's why i kind of let it go but i did kind of feel like it was i don't know it just it bugs me when i see a character being portrayed contrary to what the true nature that they've established of that character is. Yeah, I know. Say Star Force one more time. <laughs> Say Star Force one more time. I, no, I'm with you. Uh, I think it's Nick Fury. Yes. I mean, even in his past, he should, you know, he doesn't have to steal the show, mm-hmm. but I mean, Samuel Jackson is pretty much the biggest name in that movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he got crucified in mm-hmm. that. I mean, and, right. uh, I'm with that. I'm so, with that complaint that's a great time to talk about this then what do you think about how nick fury lost his eye that was the single biggest load of crap i walked out the theater and slammed if that would have happened like the middle of the movie they probably would have lost me the fact that happened at the very end or right around the end where everything had pretty much been resolved it was like Okay, I whatever. It's just one last little sign off joke. You in a star, but I mean, you in a star battle. There's crees and yep. there's skulls and there's all this stuff. I mean, you could have lost the eye before you showed that, up to that talk scene to her. In Winter Soldier, where he stands up to Cap and says, "The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." Yeah. I, the way his the way his eye is the scars. He get those three scars right yeah. here. Mm-hmm. First thing I'm thinking, okay, that's gonna be Wolverine when he gets to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Something happened right there. Wolverine did that. Far fetched, but it was too that, close that's I, together. The scratches, yeah. but that's what I, that's what I that thought. Something Wolverine. badass like that. I was fighting Wolverine, and he well, knocked my Technically, he trusted the cat because I mean, up until that point, him and the cat were buddy buddy. It was kind of weird. That's You're a, a cat thing, person. Do you trust? Do cats do I'm that not to a people? Cat person, my wife's <laughs> cat person. We just happen to have cats. In the you house. had a cat. No, that was kind of that was kind of rough. No, right? Cujo was awesome. Uh, but the minute Cujo would have scratched my eye, Cujo would have found herself. Out, out. <laughs> but Cujo, if Cujo had tentacles that shot out his mouth, I mean, you know, well, what can you that's do? the same logic my son used when I walked out. We walked out the theater. We asked, we act, talked about that. He said, "Well, he trusted the cat." Technically, yeah. I said, "Yeah," but when he first ma- said that line about his eye, who thinks of a damn cat? I was, I wasn't too worried about the cat. I, mean, I didn't mind the cat. I didn't either. Uh, I thought I that was a cool name having the it cat, called Goose. The cat but, was cute. Yeah, but in the comics, it's called Chewy. So well, I guess they were like no not, Star them Wars. Them not wanting to get yeah. two good pilots, two good pilots. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind Chewie. Actually, would have made more sense to call it Chewie than Goose because it's eight people. 
I think they didn't. Yeah, no kidding. I think that's why I call them that in the comics. But I think they just right. didn't want to get things confused. Yeah, of you course. Know, between it's like, okay, we're still trying to reestablish the Star Wars thing to the younger uh, oh, people oh, yeah. who don't really. It would, two Chewies would just mess the whole thing up. So it is weird. Yeah, they went. Well, Chewie's uh, Han second. Who was Maverick's second? <laughs> it was Goose. Nobody watches Top Cut anymore. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but Big Fury's a bad mo- they didn't do it Shut right. That mouth. was excellent. On, on my I'm list, talking I, about Shaft. On my list, I got it written in all caps. The cat scratches his eye. It just seemed like such a weak little scratch. It wasn't even much of a scratch. But it was an alien scratch. I mean, it's, that's like getting some weird type of scurvy before you know what to oh, do sure, with vitamin yeah. C. She, well, like when he first little... gets scratched, he says, "Oh, it's a little scratch." Is the um, the scroll behind him? Uh, Talos goes, mm, "Not just a scratch." Yeah. <laughs> When he first takes that eye patch off an Iron Man, I think it's Iron Man 2, the Tony Stark, and he just looks at him with that dead eye like yeah. he does, you get the impression, okay, that's, there's a story behind that. There's a badass story behind that, and no, oh, there's a cat behind that. Yeah, no, there, there was a So a they jipped the best story, the best mystery to have in the MCU. I don't know if it was the best mystery to have. I mean, I think it was... Uh, it's a top 10 mystery. It's not a top 10 mystery. How he lost his eye? No. Well, you really? Was that keeping you up at night? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things keep me up at night. I'm just going to say that. But no. I'm just saying, like, everybody would say, how did he lose his eye? It, That's a fair question. It's a fair question, sure. But I think most people could be like, I ah, lost it in a battle somewhere. Who cares? And move on. Now, the fact that they, they say, okay, now he lost it to a cat. Right. Yeah, now it seems just completely silly. Right. But, I, I, you know, I thought there was more of a mystery as to who Peter Quill's father was before we saw who Peter Quill's father was in Guardians 2. I know, but I'm just saying, I agree with, they just... It didn't ruin mm-hmm. the character of Nick Fury. It just took something that could have been real cool. Yeah. And goosed it. Goosed it. It's all goosed. All right. Nether negative. Uh, Kirk. Oh, my turn. Yes. Okay. Why, uh, and mind you, when I'm asking this question, is rhetorical because I know why. Why was Ronan even in this movie? Because he was leading Star Force. He you just know, needed he was, to bring he, the big he, ships. He was working with them because he was the guy that actually did all the, all the killing or whatever. But he didn't do anything. He showed up as a hologram. And at the very end, he shows up. And this is the guy who threatened Thanos, killed Thanos' right-hand man, threatened him, said, I'm coming for you, Thanos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he just, he said, I'm out. I don't want, well, she's glowing and shit. I'm out. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. Now, now, hold on. Now, you re, you, you're missing a very key, significant, he was Thanos' bitch up until he got the Infinity Stone and then became powerful. And then all of a sudden, he's like, now I'm coming for you, Thanos. So up until that point in time, he, what, he was smart enough to know, yeah, I'm not the most powerful guy around here. So he wasn't feeling himself put it to that like that as he was at the end of the movie i guess that's why it would have been good from that because i was like wait where's the, where's all where's the light light everything? Yeah. yeah he didn't look near as menacing without it right. yeah yeah exactly i thought he could have been like a wwe wrestler for all i didn't know like just showed up in blue like yeah i was like john cena guy? Come on. oh man Can't see me oh god <laughs> he did more work than john cena ever did his career I, I, I mean i get what you're saying about the infinity stone but still it just badass character threatened everybody killed drax's um Know, family, family, yeah. yeah. And then he's the over oh, like she's glowing. Mm-mm, I'm out. I'm later, I'll come back for you, but I'm well, out for right now. It would have been cool. Just glow. She destroyed one of his ships within like a, a few. It would have been. The impression I got out of it is the reason he was there because we knew how badass of a character he is, how badass of a guy he is, and he was there to to do exactly that to say, mm. "Oh, shit, I'm out." Well, you know, but can I tell you something? Like when he showed up, I'm like, "Ugh, 
I'm actioned out. I saw a great action. I'm actioned out. I, I, I was. I was like the the scene with her and she's taking on Star Force and they get back to Earth. There, that was just such an awesome scene. And I'm like, oh, that's great. It's almost like you watch this great. I hate to do this, but it's like watching like WrestleMania and you see this awesome ladder match and all of a sudden it's like, yay, cool. And it's like, all right, next match. And it's like, oh, midgets. <laughs> I'm not ready for. But she busts up his spaceship. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, we gone. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? That was fine. That was perfect. That I, was I, I, that was I pretty cool. The visual on her flying in one end of it and through it. Yes. All the other yeah. That but, was pretty cool. But we sick of the negatives for a second. And I'm, I'm kind of with you on that in the sense that, you know, I'm going to just call it dude P-Rog because he don't even deserve to have it. But Drew Law's character is like, yeah, Rog, whatever. <laughs> I mean, first of I, I all, I wrote it down because no matter how many times I try to memorize it, I keep forgetting. It's Jan Rog. Jan, Jan Rog. Jan Rog. Jan Raga. The thing is, he answered to Rodin, right? Yes. So it's like, okay. As you a, knew right then and there that they weren't on the up and up. I mean, you, especially when you saw that dude, uh, the guy from um, Guardians of the Galaxy, was like, yeah, I'm Star Lord. Who? <laughs> Who are you? Star Lord, man. Like, um, oh, God. Where, yeah, Dishman Hansu. Well. Yeah, I know, you, I know you're talking about. Karath. Karath. There you go. I need uh, a Karath for <laughs> So when you saw him, you knew something was up. So, I mean, that really wasn't. It did. It did and that's one of my negatives as well, is that it did kind of take away because I kind of felt like, why is she in a, a, a group of bad guys? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it just kind of seemed like they're, they're led by Ronan. Karath, that's his, that's his right-hand man. These guys are, are up to no good. Now, I didn't see the ultimate twist coming, which I thought was great. And that may be somebody's negative. No. But, um, yeah, so no, I, 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 that, that was a negative for me as well. But I'm kind of with Kirk on this one as far as like Ronan being concerned. Like, number one, Yarog answers to Ronan. Yarog? How do we lose it already? Yan! Yan Rog. I like Yarog. Yan do. Appreciate oh. Creed culture. Learn to say the names correctly. I like Damn Creed it. too. I see that. <laughs> Yasabia, I'm all about that. Adonis. Go. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the thing is he answers to Ronan. That, therefore. And comic book lore to me makes him like a secondary bad guy. Jude so, Law. Yeah, Jude Law. Okay. Jude Law's character. So I thought before the ending happened, and it was a, you know, we'll get to it later, but I mean, it was a cool ending, but I thought they were going to have some sort of conflict. Her and Ronan. Ronan? Yeah. I, I mean, I never thought that. I was surprised. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Ronan, when he showed up at the end, mm-hmm. I was happy with what had just happened. I mean, I get that, but I guess the thing is, is this. It's like... I mean, she, she, she'd already conquered, like, three bad guys. I was like, what else do you want? But they were like... I don't know how to put this. It's like if somebody... It's like if somebody showed up... Like, let's say you had a bar, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody's got, like, knives, and maybe some people have, like, pitchforks and stuff like that. And then, like, one day, somebody shows up... And Where's then they this got, bar? <laughs> I don't go to it. Yeah, you apparently, <laughs> you know, it's, it's in the far deep part of the night war. But you know, the point is, if somebody shows up with like a a gun, like a you know, like a machine gun, you do not think that these people that have these hand weapons stand a chance against this person once they you know do their thing. But if you have somebody else that you have, this is where I'm going with you, Kirk. They they have like awareness of how badass this guy is because he's already established. Now, granted, you're right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have an Infinity Stone in the hammer, right. but that could have pieced together why he would need an Infinity Stone because, you know, this lady whooped his butt. But it would have been cool to kind of have like that final resolve conflict because 
Yeah, Drew Law's character, if he answers to another guy, I'm like, okay, well, that means at the end, she's fighting the boss. Yeah, but she has no personal relationship with Ronan whatsoever, so seeing her conquer Ronan would have done nothing. Seeing her conquer Yanrog or Jude Law, whatever you want to freaking call <laughs> him, that. that meant more. Ken Law, fine, seeing, seeing her conquer an evil, creepy Annette Benning, <laughs> which I thought was a little weird. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I will give you that. I will grant you that. It was a little weird to see evil, creepy Annette Benning, but she's in, she's a fantastic a actress. Great actress. That's, that's yeah. nothing else put on my list. Yeah, like, with the, we Benning, can move to that. She was amazing. I, I liked Annette Benning. Yeah. I, I, I've always been a fan of hers, especially. Bugsy? Uh, no, not Bugsy. Uh, Bugsy. <laughs> that's what I think of. No, I think of uh, was it American um, America? Oh God, shoot! What? The movie oh, with Kevin Spacey. Oh God, American uh, Beauty. American Beauty. Beauty. Okay. Say, All right. So uh, yeah, I, I did not mind. I did not need to see a confrontation between her and Rona at that point in time. I already seen her take on the lead scrawl. And, and do a pretty go- good job of, of besting him. And all of a sudden you find he's a good guy. And so she's ar- he was already the main villain of the movie. Then you move on to Jan Rob. You want to call him the main villain? You said the main scroll. Talent, the main scroll. For the first half of the movie, was he like, was. There was a bunch of scrolls, though. It was like, you know, it's scrolls all day. No, but I mean, you. Uh, scrolls uh, dropping out the sky, old buses, being <laughs> old people and stuff. You no. go to girls with scrolls, <laughs> as far as I was concerned. But, you know, at the, at the uh, very. Uh, I want to say, like, you're halfway through the movie through before the movie. you realize he's not even the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, she's already bested him because there's that whole scene on the ship where she breaks free and her hand is still binded so she can't use her powers and she's having to fight these people. With I thought that was a great scene. Um, Save her the positives. I'm just saying, I, I didn't I didn't feel cheated by the fact that Ronan ran away. I mean, my God, you knew Ronan couldn't be killed because he's killed in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. They got that time paradox. Thing. But yeah. I would have liked to have seen some sort of conflict. He served two purposes them. in there. Ronan? Ronan. Because okay. we, we know how much of a badass he is. Sure. He's going to run away from her, so that, sure. that brings her up. Yes. And he set up a sequel with that one line, we'll be back for her. Yeah. I think there, I think there was a third purpose too. It's just to give you a cameo, of a familiar villain, like and just kind of say like, "Man, they're bringing this guy in." And it's, like, it's just it makes you feel good. It just it connects it back to the universe. Yeah. Uh, Him and the uh, the Korath. That's the only reason that Korath was in there, just to give us somebody else that we were kind of familiar with. Sure, but I mean, I, I, like I said, I almost feel like, it, and he did a good job in the movie. It's nothing against the actor, but I just kind of felt like it was uh, kind of uh, telegraphing the punch. So to speak, because it's like the bad guy from Guardians is on the good girls team, something. And Jude Law's glowy eyes look a little weird. They were freaky. The (laughs) Kree were kind of freaky. You kind of had a sense that something was up with that. So, Okay. Oh, what did y'all think about the whole Kree intelligence part? Like, I, I, I would term that with the Matrix White Room. The Supreme Intelligence. Supreme Intelligence. Yeah. No problem with it. Uh, I mean, it uh, didn't bother me any. Yeah. You think that was like kind of weird, kind of funky? Just some it's of the. It's an alien race. I mean, why would they need it, a president? The fact, the fact that it takes the <laughs> form of whoever like you respect or something like that. That's yeah. I thought that uh, was kind of cool. I thought some of it was kind of cartoony. I guess like when she starts like you know punching the net, bidding in the mouth, and it went through a face like some yeah, of that kind of bidding and all that stuff. Yeah. It, it, it again, it didn't destroy it for me. But it was like, okay. Um, it takes you out of it. It's got like a Princess Leia moment. No, I don't want to say frozen it takes in me space kind of, of it, thing. But it does, yeah, it does look a little awkward. 
Sure. I mean, you know, but that was the only thing. I mean, I know how the Kree intelligence is supposed to look. I mean, basically it looks like the guy from Power Rangers with things coming out of his head. So I'm glad he didn't use that in the mm-hmm. movie. But like, yeah, some of it was kind of like, I call it a last dragon moment. You saw the last dragon before? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know, she got the glow. Like, I was like, oh man, this is, I know this is coming. So I, I, I was kind of like, I would have liked that resolution to kind of come in a different way, but that's just me. That's really like, my last piece of complaint on that. that. That's your last complaint about the movie? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, sweet. Okay, cool. Oh, no, right. wait. Your last complaint about the whole movie or just that one part? No, the whole movie. Oh, whole okay. movie. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, let me get to one of my negatives here. Actually, yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm going to combine my two negatives here. There's only two negatives I have left. Okay. And I'm going to combine these, and I'll just get them out of the way because after that, I'm done. Uh, one, and this is just a weird little picky thing for, on my part. I just wasn't a fan of the weird little mohawk helmet. That I did not like. That's a comic book look. I know they're trying to pay homage to the comic, but what really? What is the functionality of a space helmet that allows a gap in the middle of it for your (laughs) hair to flow out of? What is the functionality behind that? How is it flapping in space? There's no wind in space. Exactly. It just didn't make any sense. Like, why would you? I mean, it looks silly. I get you're paying homage, but. I can't think of a functionality of having a head vent. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Like you surprised. I'm surprised. Like pieces of her head didn't catch on fire when mm-hmm. she started glowing and, and whatnot. But you know, yeah, I think it's strictly like a visual. I'm not. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't I don't really want to go off on this for like 20 minutes. No, we not. Yeah. We not. No. I'm, all right. What's your next one? What's no, your no, next no. One? And, and the other uh, part I was going to say, and this doesn't really bother me all that much, but it it, it did raise a question in my mind, like. So let me get this straight. She got her. She was a human, and she got her powers because an engine exploded in her face. <laughs> but that, that, can that does tie back to her actual comic origin. But it, but it's you see, I don't different. know a whole lot about. Like I remember Miss Marvel, and I remember uh, there was an accident and everything like that, and Captain Marvel uh, helped save her. I, okay, well. I, 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 I have some slight recollection of that, but I, I don't really remember it all that well. Oh, we can um, get into that next. That's part okay. of mine. We can get into that next then. Uh, but that was the only thing I really... But the more I thought about it, I was like, is it really that much weirder than getting bit by a radioactive spider? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I accepted the yeah. engine exploding. I, I did. I was like... like, I was like oh, oh, getting caught in a gamma, gamma bomb explosion? You remember there was that scene in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy at the very end there where, you're, where the whole thing is, well, Peter Quill grabbed an Infinity Stone and held on to it. And you just kind of accept it. But at the end, they're like, oh, no, the reason he was able to do that was because he's only half human. There's, and it was like, oh, that nice little explanation at the end to explain how come he was able to withstand that. I thought it like maybe a little something that, to throw out what it was about her that made her be able to withstand a blast. Uh. Right? I mean, like if anybody was standing there, would they have just been imbued with the same powers? Was there something special about her? You know, makeup, genetic yeah, makeup. I get no. That makes sense because she's completely human. You're yes, right. She's yes. completely human, so she should have been incinerated. I didn't even think exactly, about that. But that was a hell of a blast. It was, yeah. So anyway, so that was okay. So that's the last of my negatives that I can find. Uh, maybe if y'all bring up another negative, I, I think we're down to Kirk right at this point. So I mean, Kirk, negative away, sir. All right, and mind you, I'm. Uh, I realize that most of these that are called negatives are mostly because it. It doesn't jive from the comics, and I know it doesn't have to. I feel it you. It just doesn't, doesn't anyway, because it can't translate from one medium to the other. And I know also a lot of people who have seen this movie probably don't know much of a comic book story or origin, and they yes. don't care. Right. Right. So then that, and that's fine. But That's unfortunate. These, these are things as a comic fan, well. they, they, got, they stuck to me and just, okay. Okay. Off. All right. All right. First off, 
Marvel's name was Wendy Lawson. Right, that that was the name. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, character. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're talking about Mad Yeah, that's a that's the female version of Walter Lawson, who was Cap- Captain Marvel's, I guess, alter ego, whatever the form he took when he was on the, on Earth. Is that yeah. his name? Yeah, preacher truth. I sir. guess it was just a a switch. Again, that's the first thing. Yeah, Captain Marvel, Captain, Captain Marvel, the original decree soldier. He's actually very important in Marvel comics continuity the story i mean Lord, his, yeah. his death still i mean people probably don't know it but his death still affects the the universe yes it was the and even in actual just comics it was the first graphic novel mm-hmm. that it, it was ever made i think yeah way back so when. to take that character that that strong character and i'm not saying and it been that was that wasn't also a strong character but it is it, it, didn't feel, it didn't feel necessary to change him to 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 an Benning to a woman I would disagree. I would, I would think it was. Because if you're talking about this character who meant so much, and you would have had to spend an inordinate amount of time explaining away this character and coming up with a whole reasoning and a relationship between him and... Um, Carol? Carol. Carol. Carol Danvers. Veers. Which I thought that was funny uh, as well. Like When you see that they, they got the Veers from the last part of that. Again, the I'm already getting into the positives. Oh, uh, no, wait, where it came from? I never, it came from the second half of a dog text. That yeah. was all they found. Oh, uh, Danvers. They found the first half and on Earth. And they, the, the second half was taken okay. into back to the Cree world. That and was, that's where they started referring I, to her as Veers. I got caught on that. Well, that was a good callback. That was a good play. I, I, and in a sense, I agree with you, Kirk. But then, like, I see, I think, why they tried to, like, dodge it. Because yeah. if they uh, just... I, say, I understand why, why it was done. Yeah, because it's been I, a Greek land. It just got to... It just, I didn't like it. No, I, I, I'm with you. I understand I, why it happened. I'm with and you he died more. in like the early 80s. Wasn't right. there like five or six Captain Marvel since him? I mean, oh, to, yeah. to, and, and, to have gone back and really recaptured all that history. But All I, the Captain Marvels I've had that have come since. I'm going to get to that one too. I, I, I yeah, it's a lot. That's a, that's, a, that's a lot of law. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think you're dealing with a lot of extraneous backstory and, and, and to build up this guy to give him the hero's death that you want to give him. Now you're and, making the Captain Marvel movie. And that's why I let off with this is from a long time ago. Okay. It's just for comic fans, and a lot of people don't know his origin, and it's, okay. it worked out fine the way it did. But it's not this movie's job to educate them on that. Exactly. I, I would say. I, I, I hear that. And I and like you say, though, if you just showed him as an alien, I agree with you as far as like having the lore. And I think, I know it's a switching medium, and so like if you're into comics and you see like how it works in the theater... You kind of have to let it go. Well, quick caveat to that, because, I mean, it, it kind of plays both ways. You know, it, it just it depends upon the liberties you take. Like, say the uh, Iron Man 3 thing where the Mandarin becomes Don't do me like that, actor. Daddy. Don't do me like that, I Daddy. I can see that just messing up your whole enjoyment. But the Mandarin was a very much a key figure in that movie, and they've just bastard. But, like, if you watch the original uh, Batman with Michael Keaton, the Joker did not kill Bruce Wayne's parents, but it didn't disrupt anybody's enjoyment of that movie. True comic book purists would have been like, eh, that's not right. Right. But they were just so happy to see Bruce Wayne. It just goes to show how far comic book movies have come that people can sit there and now say, no, 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 y'all didn't address this, that, and the other. And it, it just kind of shows like people were just so happy to get a good comic book movie at the time. They were like... Okay, Superman never threw a plastic S off his chest, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a movie. It's a comic book. We need book. to see it. Screen. It would be cool. Okay, to- nope, nope. I'll call that one myself personally because I, w- I remember being a kid saying, what is that? 
What's uh-huh. with the plastic, the cellophane S he's throwing, and the and the beams and oh, okay, don't. No. I remember seeing that mm-hmm. in the movies by past. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I but it didn't make you hate Superman too. No, of course not. You, you watch Superman two a bunch of times. Yes, there's a moment there where you're like, again, I watch Batman. It's like Joker didn't kill Batman's parents, but it didn't kill the movie. Yeah, but you nowadays, yeah. I think you have people who have gotten so accustomed to these comic book movies. Now they, there's like three a year, and now now it's like. It's killed the movie for me that they took liberties with this backstory and that history. No, it didn't kill the movie at all. Get plenty, plenty no, 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 I'm not saying that you're, you're saying that. I'm, I'm not addressing that point specifically with you. I'm just saying that that's something that is a common refrain that you hear amongst comic book fans when movies don't exactly that copy veer too the 18,000 origins yeah. of one character. You know what makes, it, but what makes it crazy is this, is that there are actual people that brought that comic book character to the forefront and they're actually consultants on that movie and I, i'm sure there's some politics or something that's involved between hollywood and the comics i'm sure but it's like i saw kelly sue DeConnick's name in the credits and she is actually the person that helped to revamp captain marvel to the look that she has now so yeah. i guess as a comic fan it's kind of like well, I don't know how Hollywood works. And please, somebody in Hollywood, if you want to talk to me, tell me how it works, I will listen. I got something for you if you want to check it out. But <laughs> it's tough to see people that create the character in the comics and then watch it being translated to the movies and be like, well, you know what's happening. Why Why this isn't going on? So that would be cool to have explained as far as that, but I get it. You only have so much time yeah, to make exactly something. Uh, you know, that, that's one. And again, I, mean, I, I want to skip forward to positives. But that's one thing I felt about this movie is that it didn't do. There's so many Marvel sequels nowadays where it's like, oh, what time is it? You know, you start mm-hmm. to feel the length of the movie. I didn't feel the length of this movie. No, I, I mean, did not feel like this went way too long. I felt like it was just perfect. I, I felt like if you would have included an extraneous backstory to explain this, that, and the other, the movie would have gone too long. That's one thing this movie did not do. Yeah, but you could have you could have cut certain pieces in that. And like I, again, my biggest beef is just the first thirty minutes, and I've already said that. But you could have put other images in there that could have still had the same effect. Still, I think if build you that went, character up and still establish that she's a you know a cosmic badass. I think I think if you went back and looked at those first thirty minutes, you would discover that you were probably only talking about within those first thirty minutes a grand total of five minutes. That really disturbed you because, I mean, when you think about it, okay, she woke up with a bad dream. The fight sequence between her and Jude Law was fine when they mm-hmm. in- invaded the, uh, which, when they landed on the planet. On and, the Skrull planet. Yes, and then all of a sudden, that was a nice little twist where she thought she had the guy and he's a Skrull. And mm-hmm. all that was within the first 30 minutes, and those were some cool scenes. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I enjoyed that. So, but I they mean, would beat you over the head with the Mobito stuff. And I was just like, that. Nah, you only need to show me that once. And they just fix it later. Well, but that's what they did. They, they establish it once in the show. She don't know who she is. She talks about it. I don't know who I am. Then you see them trying to retrieve her memories. I, I, again, they're trying to make it sound like her past is important. They're trying to get her past over. Mm-hmm. So, All right. So, Kirk, what else you got? Oh, this is not going to be a negative. I just want to explain it to you. The way she gets her powers in the comics mm-hmm. is from Captain, Captain Marvel. He's, um, they got a bomb. I think it might be kind of the same kind of thing, um, an engine or something that's going to really explode. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to take her away to, to safety. And the bomb explodes behind him and goes through them and, and like, say, take, alters her DNA with his, but through him. Yeah. So 
Though I, th- I guess technically it could still be the same way because Annette Benning was was dark, right there, wasn't she? She was right there. Technically, it a, I guess. It, and it wasn't an engine; it was the power of the Tesseract. Right. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that's it, how she gets her powers. Sure, that would certainly explain why she can still hold blue blood in her. That was another thing I really didn't quite understand. That like, was weird. No. Yeah, yeah, you can have a blood transfusion, but still your heart's pumping red blood. And so it's making time. more red, red yeah. blood cells. Green yeah. blood, really strong. Green <laughs> blood, really strong. But there again, you just kind of look the other way in those little things. Yeah, you, I, I let the blue blood yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. Uh, All okay. right, uh, uh, what else, Kirk? You got something else, Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau, the, the daughter. Okay, the she daughter. is. She was Captain Marvel. Marvel before Carol Danvers. Like oh, back she in the was 80s. the sister with the silver and the star. They talk about. Yeah, she had. Okay. Um, well, back in the eighties, she had the big old fro. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, and the white costume with the with the black star. Yeah, with the yeah with the the thing that went under the arm. Yeah, and stuff black like Storm like, had. Yeah, I'm with that. So uh, maybe that could be because that was if the movie's bait is set twenty twenty some years ago. Maybe she can come back. She can be introduced now in the next phase of Marvel films as another. As I think she's sure. Photon or Pulsar now or something is her name. I think it was yeah. Photon. 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 And, I she, well, that you was, looked at the mom's ship. Yeah. Yes, that was the Bob's yeah. uh, tag. Yeah, call sign. And that character you. actually has led the Avengers at one point. Well, how, why is 80s. that a negative, though? That's not a negative. I'm just explaining. Oh, you're transitioning. Yeah, it just went. The, the, the comic lesson I threw on Danny. Sorry, huh? I like so, that. The, the, the comic lesson. <laughs> I just learned something. I got to read down, so I saw a hit on it. I'm sitting under his learning tree there right now. There you go. <laughs> How's the shade for you, here's Danny? A, here's another one. In what comic book that you know, you don't even know of, have the scroll been good guys? When have they been anything but infiltrators, conquerors, Are you warriors? S- technically speaking, Can I, tell uh, what? I want you to tell me because uh, I don't know. Young Avengers. Young Avengers. I think there's wasn't like, it the, one one of the characters a, a scroll. Hulkling is a half Cree, half scroll, but that's a different. That's a different. I see what you're saying though. I do as well. That, but that was what made the twist so powerful. This is your first introduction to scroll, so they haven't technically cheated you in in terms of the Marvel continuity within the MCU, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now. Could it be that this is just one small section of, like, again, it would almost yeah. be racist to assume that every scroll is bad. So maybe this is just a small group of scrolls that are fine and, and, and they're just looking for a home and that they, they do value certain Family things. Family and, and stuff. I don't think that this precludes you from having bad scrolls in the future, I, if, if that's where you wanted to go. I like that. Yeah, are, are we talking? Okay, so now we're transitioning into negative, I mean positive? No, no, that's, that's what I was that's what came to me because I've never seen the, the scroll as the good guys. They've always been the yeah. bad guys. And when that came along, I'm like, what the hell? The That's sc- what they, made the yeah. list so powerful because they had screwed your mind up because like, that was the one thing I like. Everything else with the little twist here and there, Jude Law's a bad Everything was fairly predictable up until you got to that point where everything I ever learned about comics worked against me because the scrolls were supposed to be the bad guys. So it was I really see kinda- what you said. We were talking when we left out the theater. You were like, yeah. Being a comic fan that worked against you. Okay, now I see what you're It's almost like when Hulk Hogan stood in the ring and dropped the leg on Macho Man. (laughs) Everything I learned about wrestling turned against me at that moment. And it's like, okay, up uh, is down, black is white, that kind of thing. And and same thing with the Skrulls. When they did it, they did it, and they did it well. And I didn't have a problem with how they how they presented it. And like I said, they could always still have bad scrolls in the future. I mean, it it doesn't matter. It almost makes sense that they would do it this way because the scrolls aren't going to matter. Going forward, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as we know it, is pretty much dead. Avengers Endgame is going to, you know, in the current continuity as we know it, they're going to start focusing more on 
other things. The properties that they've acquired. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to start seeing more X-Men and stuff like that because they got to rebuild the universe that's going to exist without Iron Man and Hulk and Captain America and stuff like that. So it almost makes sense that they kind of did a one-off because as villains, I was digging them because that guy, that that's my major positive, was the guy who did... Uh, was it Talos? Talos, yeah. yeah. The lead scroll. My God, he had me invested. He was did, smooth as hell. Did, the, only, the only part that, that kind of got me, and it wasn't always, it was just every once in a while. Did his voice sound like he was, like the prosthetics of makeup was affecting his voice I, at, at some point? I not all the time. did not sense that. I didn't I, sense I, that. I, I sensed that. Maybe like, it was just me because it kind of sounded like he was maybe muffled. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, because like, uh, and I like how we're using the scrolls as a transition from negative to positives, like shape shifting, like straight up. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I I I thought that uh, he would he would be straightforward and authoritarian mm-hmm. when it came to like handling his business, but then like you get those weird, awkward moments. Like that was most of the dialogue in the movie, as far as I was concerned, where they were like joking with each other, and then, like when they started asking him, like you know, could you be a you know, a, a dresser and this and that. He's like, no, I, why would I want to do that? Like, like I thought that was parts where his voice did change, and I thought that did kind of help it. Um, yeah, why would I be a filing cabinet? Yeah, why would I be a filing cabinet? I was like, man, can't y'all ask him something better than that? Like, can you be a pile of money? Can you be Bob Iger so you can let us in Disney World for free? Can you I do that? that was funny. I, I, I thought that was him again playing for Kyle. I, I, I enjoyed the scenes where... Like when you saw uh, Samuel L. Jackson in the elevator, Nick Fury with his boss, uh, Keller, mm-hmm. I, I think was his name. And he was uh, trying to figure out, like, all of a sudden he called him Nicholas. And he's like, we just got a scene, like, right beforehand where they beat us over the head with, nobody, nobody I, everybody calls me Fury. No matter what, my mama called me Fury, my daddy called me Fury, <laughs> well, I have kids call me Fury. Me Fury. Nicholas, <laughs> you know, whatever it was, or Nick, I can't remember what it was. But, um, Point being is like, yeah, they kind of beat you. So I thought that was funny, and they were asking him questions. I thought that was cool. It was a great dynamic. Yeah, I, I, I that was one of the things where it was like, um, I fell for the swerve. Totally fell for the swerve. Yeah, and it was a good swerve. I mean, because I, I am a fan of scrolls. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am. And uh, wasn't that makeup amazing? It was. Very much. The, I mean, it was. Again, you're gonna get into positives. Let's let's get into that real I quick. That was, I thought that's what we were doing. Yeah, no, 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 as I'm, as yeah. I'm saying, you're getting into positives. Let's get into that real quick because you can say it really fast. The makeup on the scrolls and the de aging process they did on, on Samuel Jackson, amazing. Visuals were very, very good. At, at no point in time did it ever take me out of the movie. Did it ever, like, maybe Colson a little bit. You got to see a little things where you're like, looks a little yeah. weird. Yeah, but, yeah, let pass For the that. most part, never questioned it. Never questioned it at all with Samuel L. Jackson, for sure. And the makeup on the scrolls, I mean, they didn't exactly look like the scrolls from the comic books. Yes, that's actually one of the things that made me want to see the movie. Yeah. You know, like, I know it was like, yeah, Captain Marvel was like, yeah, but I'm like, yeah, what villains? And then, like, they showed me scrolls. I was like, I want to see that. I want to see where that's going. They yeah. look close enough to the comics. That they, they hit it just right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you saying. get a feeling you're taking literally on the way they look in the comics. Uh-huh. You put that in, in, on the screen, you'd be like, eh, that's kind of silly. A- again. But this came out perfect. Yeah. Not, not to not to harken back to an analogy I just made, but it, it's like, ooh, the Batsuit does look pretty cool in black. <laughs> you know? When you saw Michael Keaton that first time as Batman, he's in a pure black suit as opposed to the blue and the gray. 
You're like, yeah, man, that's that's actually a good interpretation. I'll go with that. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed what they did with the scrolls. The makeup was amazing. The guy who portrayed him, uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn, yeah. He knocked it out of the park. I mean, I felt like he carried a large bit of the movie, both as a bad guy. I thought he was better as a bad guy. Yes. Than he was as a good guy, actually. I so, I, I wanted more scroll. I'm sorry. I, I did. I, I, I kind of wanted to see the conversation. So when I got to see him redeem himself, and all of a sudden he's a good guy, it's like, ooh, I kind of miss seeing that conflict, but i kind of like it because up until this point he's like the most interesting character in the movie to me um well it should be that right it should be carol danvers but well but she's but you don't know enough about her to be able to invest in her you're invested in her trial to find out who she is yeah up until that point you're kind of like she's a soldier she's 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 lost him he's just super confident i mean it's just it's a different portrayal of characters different type of storytelling yeah yes yes because they had they did have three different pieces and parts i mean like it that was one thing that was good about having the scrolls was that it kept the movie ambiguous it did you know like you didn't know everything was, was possible yeah you didn't know who was who what was what i didn't mind the scene where she you know chased the grandma down the bus i, I didn't mind it that was freaking awesome yeah that's what i'm saying it was that was cool mind it. that was one of the best chase sequences i've ever when she smiled you and all of a sudden she kept the scroll kept shifting shape and now he's a new guy oh that was awesome that was yeah. a great chase scene yeah i mean i, I mean like i saw uh, the her punch i mean who saw lady. it coming at the very end all of a sudden would Freaking Coulson calls up Nick Fury and is like, hey, I'm still at Blockbuster. <laughs> He's like, what? What are you doing? And he looks over and who saw that coming? That's the only action scene that Fury got pretty Brilliant, much. Brilliant, man. Oh, what are you talking about? He fought uh, Keller in the, in the, and got slammed around and all yeah. that. He, he ran around shooting a cat at people yeah. at some point. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, that was Fury being... Fury and in that car scene, I, I felt like Equalizer too when he's like you know uh, doing the uh, oh because he was like yeah he was doing his own thing he was like hey I'm actually guy so yeah I mean she, there was a lot of good action sequences in this movie absolutely there really were uh, that that scene when she was running around with her hands binded boom that had me I was kind of yeah I was cool with that I mean again like the scrolls definitely made it. I know like that was a that was a huge positive yep uh, for me and I think they're gonna do something with those characters in the future they they'd be crazy. Not to do it, especially mm-hmm. since Fantastic Four has to be coming down the pike. Those are Fantastic Four villains. Mm-hmm. They got to do something with oh, them. Oh, I, I, I would hope that they do. Can we go back to the beginning of the movie? All right. Very beginning. Mm-hmm. Anybody else get a little misty-eyed when the uh, Stan Lee tribute came on? Oh, I, I was going to say that for last, but yeah, That's absolutely. Not, not just that, but I mean the cameo where you see him in there reading, reading the Mallrats. Mall right. And he's yeah. saying and the, line. the lines. Yeah, and she's smiling at him. Unbelievable. I didn't see it. My, my son told me I, I, I turned away for a second when it said, thank you, Stan. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wish I would have saw that. That was very. That was very. That was a very classic intro. That was really cool. That was really well done. So if in this movie, in the MCU, Marvel Universe, Stan Lee, obviously he's playing himself in this cameo, reading yeah. the Mallrats script. Yes. Mallrats, took pl- movie that came out and that we saw, all saw. Mm-hmm. So what's that mean for the timeline? Are we, are we existing in the Marvel Universe now? Come on. This goes some... Hey, what, what's this that is word? some what right you talking here. about? What are you talking about? <laughs> he's playing himself in this movie because he's reading the script that he plays himself in True that movie. True detective. So it's like, pow. You know what? You remind me of one of those people who look at the Easter egg where, oh my God, Boo had a uh, 
uh, Finding Nemo doll in her wall in her room, and that means that Boo became the old lady. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the old lady and Brave With the got the brain. Stick, she has the, she the, the engraving of Sully in there. These things that they connect, all connect. They, they're all there. It's right in front of you. The how, truth how, is do, out how there. does the Pizza Planet truck end up in Australia? <laughs> that's the that's freaking Easter egg. <laughs> that's the officeable weekend part of him coming down. I like how Easter eggs become plot points. This is the same guy that unraveled Pretzel Gate. So we gotta, you know, you know how you do. You know how you do. He was what, Johnny on the. I tell you what, if we called up Kevin right now and say, hey, Kevin, we got Pretzel Gate, Kevin's not taking our call. You sure ain't. <laughs> I'm on Disney vacation. You sure guys. I don't what? work. <laughs> Magic anyway, out. Anyway, the, re- the reason I bring up that, the reason I bring up that whole thing, because uh-huh. I saw this, um, this headline, forget it was Twitter or Facebook, saying, it was Stan Lee's cameo in Captain Marvel has serious implications for the MCU. Oh, for so God. I had to read it, and that's what it was. It's like, Jeez. okay, come no. on. No, I, I think that's <laughs> that really... Was, that, was a, that, that's it. Just, that was a throw out to the fanboys. Somebody just put a virus on your computer. That's what <laughs> yeah. just happened there. Go outside, get some sun, no. wish upon a star. Uh, no, that's giving respect to the... Dip a stone across a lake. <laughs> yeah. See if the Loch Ness monster shows up and tries to eat your foot. All right, so for me, positives. All right, so just getting back to it. Uh, again, I enjoyed the message of the movie I enjoyed the whole female empowerment kind of message that they were trying to give to the little girls out there they never said you can't do it because you're a woman they just said you can't do it because you're over emotional yeah because you're a human they use you, you know basically. there you go that, that may have been a better way that they yeah because they had it. like that like they could tee patch on the neck and stuff like Kirk that shaking his head and furiously rubbing his uh, eyes are you okay or should right I just stop that you you all right these yeah, no I'm good what what's, what's going on man what's happening you, you don't like that? You don't like the female empowerment? I mean, it's a, it's oh, a, no, it's a movie saying, for girls. I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It, it can't was, be a movie for girls. It's got to be a movie for everybody. Yeah. Look, I, look, I, I, love, <laughs> I love Malcolm X. I, I think that's one of my favorite movies of all time. But to say that there's a different resonation with me than there would be between, say, you. You, yeah. yeah I mean, that's just standard. That, that just makes sense. I mean, like, yes. I mean, I, okay. So if we, we jump into that, like... I'm with the part of there being female characters that are like doing the action. Like, I mean, the the, the her, her her friend is flying a jet and she's like taking out spaceships. Like that was awesome. Like I I personally did like the fact that you know it was a sister doing it and she wasn't like talking from like you know chick from Friday or something like that. She was a straight <laughs> professional. You know that was awesome. Oh no, you did. No, you did not. <laughs> Ask me to fly a spaceship. Nick Can I tell you something? In the nineties, oh no, you didn't. Was everywhere. That was yeah. It was very they popular. Work that in there. Nah, I was like, hey girl, could I ask you out to the day? Oh no, you did not. <laughs> Ask me to do that. You ain't got no tattoos on your face. I can't talk to you. You just call me young lady. You don't do that. You don't do that. Uh, I did like the fact that of uh, the time it was set. Uh, I, I, I like the music. I actually, I wish there was yes. a blockbuster. I wanted to go ahead and rip your guns right now. Much like Guardians did the seventies, they did the nineties very well. Now they didn't do it as well as like when Guardians came around. It's like man, that's a hidden. I I barely remember that song. Mm. Like all the songs that you heard in this movie were overplayed to death. It was a top ten. Yeah, it, you, yeah, you've heard all these songs before, but they still worked well in the moment, and they they helped encapsulate and tell the story of the movie. Like, and and I'm sure my esteemed colleague over here is probably going to disagree with me. And I felt the moment where I'm just a girl kicked on and she started kicking <laughs> ass. No, no, I love my, that. Moment. My one problem with that. Is you know how in, in action, action scenes and it was a it was a good song for a good action scene, mm-hmm. but I find none of it lined up. I find like, you have a you have a song in an action scene 
and the song will kind of match that. The action will kind of match the song. Yeah. The beat okay. of the song, will, you have something happening. Oh, as I'll, the punch actually yeah. hits? Yeah, you have, you have things that match up with the rhythm of the song or something. This it one matched I found, the moment. It matched the moment. definitely matched the moment. It was a theme for the whole movie. But I find that the, the song and the action of that scene, they were totally mismatched. So to you me. wanted the punch of, I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl <laughs> in your face. Push it in your bow. I just find it that didn't match up to me. It's like I'm, I'm listening to the music and it's, listen to Gwen Stefani's awesome voice and hearing her. You are and, holding this movie to a very high standard. I would have sir. liked uh, Sunday morning. Actually, that has a better punch to it. Then I'm just a girl as far as a music. Sunday, theme. no, no, it didn't fit that much. I understand, but I'm saying like as far as the beat. Oh, that's a that's a better, faster. You beat. See, that's, that's what I liked about the song is that it, it was really it was the first song to put no doubt on the map. But it's probably the song that gets the least amount of love. You hear a lot of other songs like uh, "Don't uh, Speak." Don't speak. I think like, when not, they did uh, "Come as You Are" as she oh, was walking, was really I was like, good. I was tripped out. Like I was like, okay, I heard that bass line in the background. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Sh- yeah, she got the flannel. You remember that part where he's like lose the flannel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, How awesome was that? I like the throwback part. I mean, like again, yeah, you have to be in that. You have to appreciate that era. But that uh-huh. was a really good uh, setup for that movie. Like actually, that was like a huge plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, like you said that they did like Top Gun pretty much. I mean, like I I would have had no problem with two female aviator pilots. If they had put that in the actual movie, although I would have liked to have seen a volleyball scene tweeted, but that's just me personally. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, that was like, that was really good. Action. Where's Kenny Loggins when you need him? Right? <laughs> Coming down the ride it, time. <laughs> okay. Play with the girl. They had a little TLC in that movie, too. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, yes, they did have to. Salt and pepper. That's true. Yeah, they're Yeah. yeah there. What a man, what a man. The security guard. Yeah, I like how it went from grunge to pop. To, they, they, they Even had the, I think the first two songs were heart. Even the end of the movie when they were playing the whole song, you yeah. know, Make Me Over, I was like, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Like, it was Fu- a good vibe. Even when Nick through. Fury sang uh, Mr. Postman. Mr. Postman. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Marvels. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Showed how old he is. And I... And, um, so yeah, I, I dug that, and I didn't mind. Uh, I didn't mind Goose the cat. Like I thought that was really funny. We're like, oh, it's a dangerous cat. Like, what is a cat? Then like, the cat like flips out, tentacles shoot out. I was like, wow. I think that cat almost stole the show, and that's not just for my love of. Poop. I, I, I just say. <laughs> I, I'll say this. Okay, so '90s references. Yeah, with the pagers and the payphones, everything like that. That was all good. I thought that this was. One of the more original Marvel movies I've seen in, in, a, in a bit. Mm. It's not that cookie cutter, you know, make sure you have an action beat every so often. Make sure the action drives the story. I felt like the story drove the action in this movie. Okay. There's always a part in what I'm watching, like other movies, where I'm like, you could have threw that whole arc out. That was just an excuse to get more action into that didn't really have any play and how the story ultimately turned out. I felt like everything that they did here was significant. All right. Anything else to discuss about this movie then? Have we said everything there is to say? I have another thing. Nitpick oh, oh you, got, you got a nitpick. Nitpick away. Sorry. Um, I don't like the fact that the Avenger name comes from the Avengers initiative. The name comes from her. Oh, good point. And Why? Who cares? That, it feels forced to me. It feels forced. That, you know, it's tying, okay, it's tying that into, into... Yeah, why couldn't Big just think of it himself, right? Because they're tying it into an existing... Un- they're trying yeah, to ingratiate you. her into a universe. It's not just about 
Carol Danvers, Miss Mar- uh, Captain Marvel. I want to say Miss Marvel, uh, but it's not just Miss Marvel. Be nasty. This is about the origin <laughs> of Nick Fury. How did he come up with this? Well, this is how Nick Fury learned that there was more out there. He says it in the movie. I knew that there was threats. I never thought that they come from afar. Mm-hmm. So this is his first introduction to that. So why wouldn't it make sense that in that very first case that he would look at that and be like? Ah, okay, now I'm starting to think about this. Now I'm starting to think about that there should be a team of people. Why is that? I get it. Maybe it's a little forced, but is it wrong? I don't think it's wrong. No, it's not wrong. But, yeah, it is kind of like a thing where you never really see her call sign anywhere else in the movie. And, I mean, that's nitpicking. It is. But, yeah, that sounds good. I just put that in. And, you know, that's all good. Let me ask you this. If we're about to wrap it up. Yeah, we're about to wrap it up. So last what did, thoughts? Okay, what did you guys think of the last few segments after the credits? One, the, the post credits, the post credits. So like the Avengers tie in with them, like why is there a beeper? And then yeah. she shows up at the end, and of course mm-hmm. the very end where Goose freaking vomits up a tesseract. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, first off, the tesseract. I'm trying to remember timelines. Uh, Risco had it. Yeah. Cap takes it, falls, in, uh, goes into the ocean. Uh, how Stark finds it there. So how does it end up on Marvel's invisible spaceship up in orbit? Oh, you're saying how did it get? How did from it get up there in space? The Red Skull to space. Yeah, and that how did Marvel t- get her hands on it? Did, did, did Shield lend it to her? Didn't they? Dis- uh, like, didn't um, Tony Stark's daddy discover? Yeah, I was saying, Howard Stark found it when he discovered uh, Cap. Okay, it, so uh, why she made it though? Okay, the, so uh, she's. They're, they're all working it. for the same company. That's so. what I mean. The shield lend it to her and say, "Hey, use this to develop your engine, oh, like I, you're doing." Because that's what that's the problem I'm not getting. I, I, you deep though. You go deep, deep, yeah, deep, deep that. undercover. Well, I mean, it's a plot line for the whole MCU. You huh? like Twenty One Jump Street right now? You deep no, undercover. I mean, it's, it's, that's that's fair. How does it get there? If, I understand if she's saying they all work with Shield, all working together with her. Did they lend it to her and say, "Hey, look, take this and see if you can use it to make your engine." Can I tell you, this, this, that little plot point sounds like something that would be like, do you want to know? Tune in when we do our comic book series on how Howard <laughs> Stark gave uh, Wendy <laughs> next, Lawson the, the Tesseract. Next Marvel time, and next Marvel channel. It's a three-issue series that just, you know, it doesn't seem like a question worthy enough to really, I mean, Howard Stark had it. Why wouldn't he have loaned it to one the of the government? top S.H.I.E.L.D. scientists? And if she it, took it, it, it doesn't bug me that she got her hands on it. That's deep, that. though. It that's deep me. that you yeah, pull that. You're really though. thinking it through. I'll give you credit. Yeah, I mean, that's you're thinking about it, it, on it level. bugged me because one of the first things I thought of, okay, how did that get there? I understand what they're using because that's, that's technically what gave Carol her powers. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about the vibe of the cat? Like, I personally was like. I, I like the cat. I like the, the cat, cat, but I was like, do you really have to show the cat? Hawking up a cube. Yeah, like I was like, It explained to me why when we walked out, everyone was stone cold silent. (laughs) They did that. They did it before we came into the thing. Remember that? that? happened twice where you would walk, you walk past a group of people who were walking out of Captain Marvel and they were stone cold silent. And we're like, I think it's because we just sat through 10 minutes, 15 minutes worth of credits to watch a cat hock up a a Tesseract hairball. Yeah, I was kind of like, look, I I did not need... I would have taken the tentacle shooting out and then, like, it dropped the Tesseract. I would have taken that. But But I was like, look, I don't... How about this? What if that scene wouldn't even happen at all? The last place we saw a Tesseract was when the cat, tentacle octopus cat swallowed it. 
and that's we don't know what, see we never see it again. Until, I mean, yeah, you could have put it in the next event. movie, and he'd be like, "Yeah, he hocked it up." I mean, I did not need no, to see it, that. No, it worked. So I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Did, nice did, it, did it need to be explained at all? Yes, it did need to be explained. I'm going to tell you why because somebody like you would have sat there and said, "How the hell did they get the test <laughs> rock out of that?" Cat? Exactly. Just like it, they could have done a three minute scene where Howard Stark bumps into Wendy Lawson, like, "Oh, I like what you're doing in this research." You might want this. Yeah, take this and do some research. <laughs> on you it. watch Boom, your that's work. It. I tell you what. How about uh, we take this and we have a drink? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's up? Because he's smooth Made with that. Black. Yeah, that's exactly it. I did not want to see the cat hawk it up, though. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, okay. I, that's personally Fair my own thing. I did not need to see that. Sure. All right, guys. Well, look, that's our opinion on Captain Marvel. I, I I think we've said it all. I don't know if there's any other element that we have not covered with regards to this movie, but if there is, let us know. We'll tackle uh, it. Show at magicourway.com. Hit us up with your opinions. You can go on our Facebook page. Join our private messaging group at... Moeekin Pleasure Island. Moeekin Pleasure Island 33. Moeekin Pleasure Island 33. M-O-W-I-C-A-N Pleasure Island 33. Tell it. All right, guys, that wraps it up for us here today at the Magic Our Wave podcast. We hope you didn't enjoyed our discussion on Captain Marvel. I enjoyed it. It was marvelous. <laughs> I'm, I'm as happy as a full belly flurkin. Oh. There you go. Look at you. Just don't go hocking up anything on my table. Yeah, don't hock up no glowing cubes. We okay. So, guys, if you want to get in touch with us anytime you want, magicourway.com, that's the place to find us. You can go ahead and hit us up on any of our social media platforms, be it uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Well, yes. Or, like I said before, join us on Moeekin Pleasure Island 33. We'd love to have a conversation with you over there. Or join us in Disneyland, as we've been talking about, because that's where we'll be in yep. August. So yep. if you have a chance, and we've already heard from a bunch of people now, if you have a chance, we'd love to see you in you August. You going to Disneyland? We going, going to Disneyland? Disneyland. Yeah, go. He going to Disneyland. I am. Going to I'm going to Disneyland. Who going to Disneyland? We all going to Disneyland. We going Disney. You know what was nice about going, going to Disneyland? Disneyland? Like, I didn't have to sell a kitty. I only had to sell two toes. That was nice. <laughs> I like that affordable. Thank you. All right, Eli, real quick. Tell them about yourself and how you do things. Yeah. You know, I love to draw. You know, the story's all about the glory. IvyComics.com, you can go ahead and see products that I've done, Project Geisha, Savages, Molly Be Damned. There's interviews, links to this podcast, so you don't miss a beat. You go to Facebook.com slash Eli H. Ivory. It's your real person. Awesome. If you're a bot, can't talk to you. Project Geisha has own Facebook page, so Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Instagram, you can find me there. I'm hanging out around that EIVY 504. Twitter, as always, Hancock10166. So if you... Love the madness. I'll keep drawing the gladness. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Officer Moeekin, do you have anything that you would like to promote? No. No, 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 no speed nothing, traps that they can... <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think many of our, I don't think many the listeners will be heading to Port Touchon. <laughs> no courtroom that you're appearing? I don't think many of the listeners are going to be heading down to where I work. Oh, so. well, okay. What the, ble- the breathalyzer numbers are, how no. to read that. Anything? No, we all good. No. Okay. The bat signal went out tonight. The Moeekin symbol went out tonight, and you answered the call. And, and you Thank know, you. Obviously, uh, we, we, again, we, we wish Lee yes. lots of luck and love and, and hope everything works out with his family situation. And of course. Kevin will be back soon. He'll be back from Disney World, and he'll come back in. And 
I think we're going to cover all things Star Wars next week, and but we'll we'll get into Kevin's vacation. Yeah. Star, Star Wars, Wars. talking Star Wars. Hey, look, we'll be there for Galaxy's Edge over in Disneyland. So you sure? Yeah, well, that's happening. At least half of it. That's what we hear. Oh, I, I can't wait to talk. You got to tune into that later, though. Yes. Save a week of time. Spoiler. Save a week of channel, baby. So, guys, for all of us here, we say thank you for listening. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with talking. Brooklyn hairballs. The necessities of Mother Nature's recipe. Hey, guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh, man. Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Carway and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good, but you hear Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. but you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, <laughs> give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> get on, get up again. Oh, yeah. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and, and, and r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada, bada bing, bada boom. Bada Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? Bada boom.